0: This week on the podcast, we're diving into a crucial topic, the importance of properly socializing your dog. From building confidence to preventing behavioral issues, socialization plays a key role in your furry friend's well-being. Join us as we explore effective techniques, common challenges, and the long-term benefits of a well-socialized pup. Stay tuned for expert insights on dog socialization from dog trainer Heather Moore today on the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents. Where we believe the more you know about pet healthcare, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined once more by my older but not wiser brother, Stephen. Welcome in, Stephen. Hello, Michael. You know I uh, you're you're not wiser. You're not even a high school graduate.
1: Sure <laughs> yes, i I dropped out of high school That's and right. went straight to college <laughs> okay, a year well, ago I wasn't
0: gonna, I wasn't going to say that part, but congratulations to you. You now have three kids that have uh, graduated high
1: school and one to go right Luke Luke graduated on Monday from Oakland high School big big times. Yeah, there's uh, like five or six hundred
0: people in the graduating class. Luke probably knew all of them, well, most of them he,
1: He's a pretty social kid. Right. I have no idea how many he, yeah, we don't really talk about his high school experience. <laughs> it was, COVID was not nice to to myself. Well,
0: that's true. There was a lot of kids that kind of struggled with that. I was teaching at that time, and, and let me say that one of the best things about high school is socialization. Like, you get to learn people skills in a safe environment, and and those types of lessons that you learn, uh, how to deal with people and change, carry with you throughout your whole life. Often can be. Absolutely. And so those those kids that were in that twenty twenty during the in twenty twenty one, the next year or two, uh, they definitely had some socialization issues as well. They missed out on some opportunities. Right. And, and that's what we're gonna yeah. be talking about today on the Family Pet Podcast is socialization for your dogs. Yeah. Not um, our children, but not, not for our yep.
1: for our canine companions. We
0: brought that around. So good job in tying those together. So congratulations to our graduates. And now we're going to be talking about socialization of our dogs. And we have a repeat... Is this your third time on the show?
2: I think so. I think so. Would we have, have Heather
0: Moore from Waggett Better Dog Training and, and Boutique here in Murfreesboro. If you haven't checked that place out before, make sure you do that. Stephen will have the links in the show notes today. But Heather, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
2: Sure. Thanks for having me back.
0: So we're going to be talking about socialization um, of dogs today. And it is great timing that we have you on to talk about this because we are in the midst of the uh, walk my dog challenge which is sponsored by family pet health and Waggett better dog training and uh, socialization plays a role into this right
2: absolutely hopefully everyone that's participating is getting out and walking their dog
0: so when, when we say socialization for our dogs what exactly are we talking about what does that mean
2: there's actually three main categories of socialization that I like to see you work on with your dog. The first is places, environments, different places you can take your dog. The second is people getting your dog around all different kinds of people. And the third category is dogs socializing with other dogs. So we can talk about all three today because they're all um, very important in your dog socialization process.
1: Now, obviously, I've got a, a little vested interest in, in this one because, as, as listeners learned last week, we have a, a puppy, Winston, who's about 12 weeks old and is now fully vaccinated and can hit the town. We're ready to, to, to go out and, and socialize for the first time on, our, on a real basis. And so I was like, hey, I know who I'm going to get for this week's guest because we need some help.
2: Great, great. And Murfreesboro is actually a very dog-friendly town. There's lots of places and stores that will, are dog-friendly and will let you bring your dog inside. Lots of restaurants that will let you eat out on the patio with your dog. And beautiful parks and trails that you can take your dog to.
0: You just talked about places and taking our dog to new places. Um, for Stephen's example with a puppy, how do we introduce our puppy to new people in a positive way?
2: Yes, that's a great question. You want to do it nice and slow, and if your puppy's nervous or scared, you don't want to force them into a situation at all. I kind of leave it up to the puppy. If people want to pet your dog, you could give them a treat and see if they offer a treat, if your puppy will take it. But I wouldn't let anyone come and just pick up your puppy or forcefully pet your puppy if they're nervous or worried. If they hide behind you, Tell them it's okay, give them space, and let them just see the people to start. They don't have to interact and be all over them or picking them up and carrying them around. Start gentle. Some puppies want to be picked up, want to be carried around, want to meet everyone that wants to meet them and will take treats, and and that's great. But some are a little more cautious, and so you got to go at their own speed. So it really depends on the puppy. How is Winston with people?
1: Winston loves people. Uh, he, well, good. <laughs> he, he loves when, – when we're on a walk, the, our neighbors have two children, and they love to come up. And, and Mavericks learned over the years, um, hey, they're going to come give me pets and scritches. But Winston is eager to meet them and, and say hello. My question is, you know, that's on kind of a neutral ground. Do you recommend, especially with puppies but even other, other dogs that maybe haven't been socialized as much – Is there better to do it in your home where people come to you, or is it better to take your dog somewhere else that might be strange to them?
2: Again, it'll depend on your dog and their personality. If your dog is a little nervous and scared around new people, doing it at your house may make them feel more comfortable, so that's a great place to start. If they don't have a care in the world and they love to go out in public, it might be easier to meet people out in public and there's not um, a couch they can run and hide behind.
1: What about different types of people. I mean, I just referenced my neighbor's two children, but maybe I've got my mother also comes over and wants to give me a hug and my dog doesn't react well to that. What What are the things that we're looking for as far as the people go?
2: Yes, that's very important too. Your dog needs to meet all kinds of people. Kids are very important. Even if you don't ever plan on having kids, kids happen, they're everywhere you go. So you don't want your dog scared of little people. So introducing them in a nice... Um, Easy way, like your neighbors down the street. If your dog's a little nervous, you can bring some treats and have the kids put treats on the ground so your puppy gets the treats from the kids. It's excellent. And like you said, your mother, if um, if you have any interest in doing therapy work with your dog, you'll want to make sure that you introduce your dog to people in wheelchairs or walk with canes. You know, not saying that your mother is elderly, but if she is older and <laughs> might use a cane, that's that's could be very scary for a dog. It's if okay. they've never seen Don't me. worry,
0: our mom doesn't listen to the Apparently play. not, because okay. she still hasn't talked about me going to jail. So. <laughs> Should we introduce them to inmates like Stephen? <laughs> Criminal
1: mastermind. Right, right.
2: Actually, now that you say that, it's actually really good to introduce them to people in uniform, mm. um, a police officer or fireman or something like that. Sometimes that can be a little scary for dogs, the uniform look. It's just different. Um, people that wear hats or... Um, sunglasses, or even someone carrying an umbrella, um, mm. you want your dog not that not to be worried about that. So introducing it as puppies is very important. Skateboards, strollers, anything like that that's going to go along with people, you know, you want to get them used to.
1: We have alerts in our file from where clients will will say, "My dog doesn't like this type of person." Generally, it's my dog doesn't like men. Um, is there is there something that can can is is that an issue is it, as in- is
0: it that dogs really don't like men or is it that they haven't been introduced to men in a proper way
2: you you got it yeah. most of the time they have just not been socialized around men maybe they lived in a house with just women um Or the man wasn't home very much, you know, just at night, that kind of thing. And so it makes them a little nervous. Men do um, carry themselves differently than women. They're usually bigger, um, taller. And so it can be worrisome to a puppy. And same with race. You know, there's all different color people out there. Your dog needs to meet all different colors so that it's not scary. Like, oh, I've never seen that before. So, yes.
0: So, Yeah, we, Mahala had, charm at her last uh, Real Life 101 class through Wag it Better, and we met at Lowe's. And so they just kind of sat near the door in the patio furniture area and just watched people walk by. So, That's
2: excellent, because yeah, you will see all kinds. Yep.
0: And everybody's questioning, oh, can I pet your puppy? Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody asks that, oh, can I pet your puppy? Or can I pet your dog? What is the right response? Do we just say, well, thanks for asking? Or... Or do we coach them on the way that we want them to interact with our dog? How do we do that?
2: Absolutely. Again, it depends on your dog. Some dogs won't care at all how they're being petted. And if you're working on obedience, you don't want them to jump, so you might ask them to sit before they reach down and pet or do a touch or something like that. Um, If your dog's a little nervous or shy, I like to just tell people when they say, can I pet your dog? Sure, they like to be rubbed on their chin or chest. And then you avoid the -the over-the-head pet, Um, which scares a lot of dogs and that is how people (laughs) pet dogs unfortunately but dogs don't enjoy that
0: it's not a good way to approach a dog but that's the way we all do it right
2: right and if you've never tried that at home try giving your dog a chest rub or a chin rub they like it Mm
0: -hmm. i like the way that you said it is if someone says can i pet your dog you say sure he loves being pet on the chest Yes. And then that's automatically going to make, it's, it's guiding them without saying, you can, but only if you do it this way. Yes. Yep. And if
2: you think about it, if they're reaching for the chest, they're kind of bending down mm-hmm. sideways and they're not, if they're petting over their head, they're looming over them, which is scary. So we avoid all of that altogether.
0: What are the signs that we would want to look for that our puppy may show us that it's not enjoying being pet by a stranger or that maybe it was pet being enjoyed? It was enjoying being pet, but now it's, getting overwhelmed
2: yep yeah i think you'll be able to read your dog a lot of times they'll put their ears back or they turn away or they hide behind you or they get really really wiggly to try and avoid that person and that's when you need to step back and say i think he needs a little break or i'm going to give him a, a, a rest or i even find a lot of times if your dog doesn't look comfortable with the person if you hand them a dog treat and say Could you give this to my dog? Just put it on the ground in front of them. And then you avoid touching altogether because they're busy holding a treat in their hand and they're not going to pet your dog.
0: Do you like having, like when you're out training puppies, do you put like puppy vest on them that says in training or something like that? Or do you just... When people I,
2: I don't. Usually know. you can. We actually have them for sale in the saying. boutique. <laughs> yeah. We have um, signs that say need space. We have signs that say friendly, please pet, or in training. You know, if, if you don't really want to answer a bunch of questions or you're worried that your dog might do something wrong and – the in-training is great because if someone sees it and your dog's not perfectly behaved, they know you're working on it.
0: Or they may ask, what is it in-training for? Right. And then that starts a conversation.
2: Right, absolutely. So I think the vests are great. I don't typically... Um, do it for my own dogs, but yes, they're they're wonderful. You probably use. are
0: more versed in how to interact with the public that's trying to pet your dogs. So Hopefully, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about introducing our dog to new places, new people, and the last one that you mentioned was introducing them to new dogs. Now, this is maybe the one that I think my family has struggled with the most because all of our dogs have acted totally different as far when they're meeting new new. Puppies or other dogs and things. So I'll just turn it over to you to guide us through this. I may ask you some more questions in a minute, but how do we introduce our puppy to new dogs?
2: Sure, sure. Um, a lot goes into that. Let, let's say that your dog is friendly. We're going to go with that, that your dog doesn't have issues because if your dog has issues, that's a whole nother conversation, but your dog is friendly and likes to um, be around other dogs. The dog that you're meeting, you want to make sure they're friendly as well and don't have any other issues. And then um, it's it's best to meet on neutral ground. So if you're meeting a friend, meeting out in the road in front of your house to let them first meet, and then you can walk in the house together if everything's going well, or even play in the backyard before you let them in the house in case there's any kind of territorial stuff going on. Um, but meeting new dogs is really important. If you have a new puppy – You want to get out and get around big dogs, small dogs. We don't want our big dogs thinking the small dogs are something they need to fetch up and bring to you. (laughs) We also don't want our small dogs terrified and start shaking if they see a larger dog than them and they can't function. We want them to be okay with all sizes um and I have that at my house a lot when I um bring dogs in to train. I don't necessarily separate by size unless I need to. Um so the big dogs will play with the tiny dogs and if they're properly socialized, it goes very well and they should be able to play with any size and respect that.
1: So one of the things that when we're walking Maverick and we come across another dog he He behaves in ways that I I just don't know how to read what's happening. Do you have tips? Do you have sources for videos of, okay, this is positive interaction that still looks not so friendly, but for dogs it is okay, and these are triggers, these are signs that, nope, nope, you need to separate. Um, Because when they start circling, you know, in humans, we're circling as we're going to fight. Especially if
0: you have them both on leashes. I think that's what I've always struggled with is like, Do you introduce dogs on leash or off leash?
2: On leash is probably safer because you have a way to separate them. But if if you have a leash, (laughs) well, and if you have a leash on, it needs to be loose. You do not hold it tight whatsoever because a tight leash makes the dogs not able to communicate properly with each other. So if they got tangled, your best bets to drop it. You can always grab it back. But that way it's there if you need it, if things don't go well. Um, You do have to kind of be able to read your dog's body language to know, oh, they're happy or no, they're not happy. And when you first meet a dog, a lot of times it's more of a state of arousal when you see dogs freeze and kind of stiffen. And honestly, it could go either way with that. You have to kind of watch their body language because they might decide, no, not a friend or they're so excited that they freeze and stiffen and then they break out into play. So you kind of have to just watch with what both dogs are doing and how it goes. And be ready to separate if needed, for so sure.
1: They like to do the check each other out, nose yes. to rear. Um, so they're facing opposite directions but checking each other and kind of circling round and round.
2: And And that is good. If you have two dogs that are staring each other down, I would immediately separate. Dogs are not supposed to stare at each other. Um, That means conflict. Usually when a dog greets, they completely look the opposite way. And they do go, go to the tail and sniff. And it's the complete opposite body language of humans. If I were to come up to you and turn my head and say, hi, how are you? And make no eye contact. You think I was the strangest person in the world. (laughs) That's actually very appropriate for dogs. If I came up and stared at a dog, uh, a dog-dog, it's a challenge. So sometimes you'll see puppies do it. They stop, they stare, and then they break out into play. And it is kind of like a challenge, like, come on, come on, let's play with me um, or play with you. Um, But for adult dogs or dogs that don't know each other, I would be on the safe side and separate if they start staring.
0: It's a lot. So if mm-hmm. people have more questions, where do they go to learn more about the things that you've talked about today? If they're wanting to see videos or or do more research? Um, I can
2: I can send you some links on okay. um, dog body language that are really good in a short video that talks about calming signals, which okay. we didn't even talk about today, okay. but there are certain things your dog will do, like uh, a lip lick where they're licking their lips or a yawn or even just panting that tell you they're trying to calm down, they're trying to make this work. Um you'll see it a lot of times when they go to the vet you'll see lip licks and if you ever see calming signals, praise your dog, tell them they're doing a good job because they're trying to work it out without conflict themselves mm. that way, so we there's like a to mental, see calming a mental
0: signals. struggle going on in there,
2: yeah. But, yeah yeah well, and i mean it's it's not necessarily a bad thing it's like if I were up giving a speech to a group of people and I was done, and then it's like. <sighs> a big sigh, that's a calming signal. I'm right. trying to calm down. It's over. That's what your dog's doing. They get super excited meeting another dog, and then they're trying to calm themselves down. Or they're a little nervous being at the vet, and they start doing some of the calming signals. They're just trying to calm down. So I'll definitely send you a link for a absolutely. great video on that to yeah, if watch. we've got,
1: If we've got some, uh, those who are listening, by this time, I'll have those on the show notes, and absolutely check those out. Be sure to check out the show notes for the links that Heather mentioned that she'll
0: be sending to us. And we'll also have links, if you have not registered for the Walk My Dog Challenge, we will have links in the show notes that you can get registered for the Walk My Dog Challenge. This week is sponsored by Garage Bar and Bike, and it is the social media challenge for this week is to take a picture of your dog beside a landmark or a mural when you're out on the walks. And maybe you've learned some good socialization tips. You meet another dog on the walk, get a picture together. Um, But you'll be automatically entered in to win, I think it's a six-month trial or a six-month membership. Be sure to check out the show note links, and we will hopefully see you on the interwebs, posting things about your dog walking. Guess what time it is, Michael? It is time, time for, for fun the fact. fun fact section. That is today is sponsored by Waggett Better dog, <laughs> dog Training and Boutique. Heather, what is your fun fact today that you're going to share with our listeners that will help them win trivia night or at least impress impress their friends and family?
2: Okay, how about this one? Forty five percent of dogs sleep in bed with their owners at night. Hmm. What about you? Do your dogs sleep with you? No. What about you, Stephen? It's a
0: big no. Big negative. Okay. But both of my kids have a dog in their bed. So okay. Cookie, yeah. Cookie and Dolly both get to sleep in a bed with their
1: owners. Gracie Gracie slept with my kids, yes. Yeah, so. so in my house, it's a 66% of
0: the dogs <laughs> live in the,
2: sleep it's, in the bed. It's my cat at my house. My yeah. dog does not, but my cat does.
0: You said 45%. Well, there you go. There's your fun fact for this week. I like that one. All right. Well, we hope that you've learned a little bit in this episode of the Family Pet Podcast. We hope that you will also get registered for the Walk My Dog Challenge and post you and your dog out on your walks. Until next time, stay curious. Family Pet Podcast is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet healthcare, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet Podcast is a production of Family Pet Health PLLC and is recorded in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only, and you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on anything that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review and follow wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. show notes links and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com Hey, everyone, it's Michael Shirley from Family Pet Health and the Family Pet Podcast. I wanted to invite you to our grand opening on July 15th, 2023, and that's for the new Family Pet Health Hospital. This is a new hospital that's going to be opening. It's designed with fear-free techniques in mind. We hope that you can join us. If you're anywhere near Murfreesboro, Tennessee, on July 15th, we're going to start at 10 o'clock and go all the way to 2 o'clock. It's also when we will have our award ceremony for the Walk My Dog Challenge. So if you're not registered for the Walk My Dog Challenge, what are you waiting on? Go to FamilyPetHealth.com forward slash WalkMyDog to get registered today. Hope you all have a great week. We'll see you next time on the podcast.